Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello. Hello. You beat Callie. That's impressive. I know. I'm always last. I don't know how you guys sign in so fast. It's like not human. Well, I started, so my thumbs don't move that quick. (laughs) I literally just stop texting Callie sometimes just to call her because I can't (laughs) get my thumbs get sore. Hey, ladies. We're just discussing how normally you beat me by a lot with signing in so it was random that I typed faster than you because <laughs> my thumb I skills know. are not great as you know so there we go I'm literally in bed y'all I'm podcasting Long day. In bed oh, yeah my boss I, is, I'm, I'm my on boss couch, is on so. vacation my boss is on vacation so like I kind of like get to be in charge or something like i'm the one everybody goes to and i don't like it i don't want to be in charge of crap nobody wants to be in charge of crap there's a reason why i did not choose a management route for my career so (sighs) yes i'm laying like a lobster the joys of being in charge of people it's i mean but like here's the thing i'm like not in charge exactly (laughs) but i just know things or they think I know all the things. That's really the problem. Once you I know, know enough things, things. And I but... don't. I don't know all the things. <sighs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think my daughter has her boyfriend over right now. Mm-hmm. I hear laughing. Oh, boy. I swear to God, this is the most like G-rated. They're making cake pops together tonight. <laughs> Like, that's what? just precious. Like, why are they like this? <laughs> I told Nick the other day, you gotta calm down about him because this is like this is as good as it's gonna ever get for you. <laughs> so, Pretty much. Let's relax. Oh, all right, ladies. What are we talking about? What aren't we talking about? Did you start your Daisy in the Six yet? Has it gone up yet? Um, I think the first episode did. I feel like it did because I'm seeing YouTube videos on it. That's how I'm notified. I think if it if it can't went up, it went up like just like in the last day or so. Man, there's some vidders out there who are on it. There was like a whole fan vid for it. I was like, oh, has this been up for a while? No, apparently not. They're just on it. So I was like, okay, I guess yeah, I have to watch it. I think it. it was like literally like yesterday. So, really, that's fast. People are on it. Them vitters. I tweeted out a sound, a quote that I want somebody to vid Elicity to, and I just I'm putting it out into the ether in the hopes that someone will hear my plea. It's really nice. I know when you like hear the song and you're like, this is perfect for them, but uh-huh. I. Video editing is hard, and I I have no skills. 
I wouldn't even know where to start. I can barely text. I can't even like shut off my own phone in my car. <laughs> I was trying to hang up and I turned it on camera. <sighs> it's been a day, y'all. It's been a day. It's been a day. What's been Callie been up to? Oh, gosh. Snow? Yeah, we've had a lot of snow. It's like crazy. She was sending me all these TikToks of Tahoe in snow. Yes. And all I was, the places that we went are now like are under like, 40 feet yeah. of snow. Yeah, it's like insane. <laughs> like, but see, like, what, what fear creates the fear in me is like California, you're all on the mountains and like it's uneven where you put houses. Like, you could literally walk off a cliff. Unless like you it, if, if you don't know where the cliff is. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you'll ever get me to Tahoe in the winter because I will fall off a cliff and I will die. So that is a summer location for me only. Going there we go. Of course, I don't really want to go leave Minnesota for more snow. I have enough here. It's very true. I'm so tired of freaking winter. Needs to be over. Uh, you love it. I don't. <laughs> I don't love it. Well, it's just like it, once you get to March, you're just like I'm. We're so done because it's basically November. Although, I think it was a little later this year. Listen, global warming is paying off for us Northerners. <laughs> we start um, a later. We've got more. Had more like precipitation this winter than like we've had in years. Like it's ridiculous. Like goodbye drought. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was, is we that a sign? All the Instagram reels of hail at Disneyland the past couple of days. Okay, like, are these just like normal weather patterns, or are they like a sign no. of upcoming no. <laughs> This is not normal. Okay, so again, I would just like to reiterate, reiterate on air for anyone who's listening. I don't want to survive the apocalypse, so if you see me, you can put me out of my misery. I give you permission. No coke, no internets. No, thank you. No TVs? No. I've no. just really been thinking about The Last of Us, and I'm just like, no, I'm not here for this. No. 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 Let the fungus get me. It's fine. Yeah, it depends on the apocalypse, but I think generally I don't want to have any part of it. Like, if I can be like the Nick Offerman guy from The Last of Us. Yeah. Just be like in my own little place and living yep. my own little utopia without any people. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Like I'd... the world goes away and you just hang out and you have a whole town to yourself. Sounds with your fun. loved ones. Absolutely. I love it. Sign me Let's the fuck up. That. But <laughs> like but then you have to farm. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm trekking across to Wyoming and then there's like wild like gangs and like I you get like you take a shower every eight days and like <laughs> I'm <sighs> Also, just doesn't seem good as a woman. Like, then just the danger is even more escalated. I have health issues. And I am just told that I'm just going to slow you down. I'm going to die anyways. And he's like, fair. (laughs) That's when it's just the the sleeping pills and my wine and call it a day. Give me some, give me a little Vicodin, a little, just nice little wine bottle. Send me off. My friend, I'll check you on the other side. I'll be in purgatory forever, anyways. I so need let's a head just start. Get it started. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm not saying I'm entering the promised land immediately. I'll be suffering, but in a different way. <laughs> Wait, maybe the suffering is that I think I'm in the apocalypse, but I'm really not. Now I have deep thoughts for the rest of the day. That's irritating. <sighs> I'm just loving all this Pedro Pascal and Sarah Michelle Geller content that's flying my way. Well, they're both iconic. Because he was on Buffy. And I'm loving that 20 years later, everyone's like, hey, that's Pedro. I'm like, yeah, it is. He was a snack back then. I was so bummed when they killed him off. It was one stinking episode. It was a crime. I have a lot of things to be angry with Whedon about, but that's in the top five. <laughs> like, take your pick, If, right? if he couldn't have I Pedro, really... at least let her have Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Honestly, I would have done Pedro Pascal over Riley the Doughboy any day of the week. Like, the kid was in a five-second scene with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and he had more personality and just adorableness and just wonderfulness than Riley had in, what, a season and a half? And then we had to do the whole other episode where he comes back married. And I'm like, we have to pretend like Buffy cares. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Care. Sometimes sometimes I get a little passionate about my Buffy anger. Not unlike my it, Vampire Diaries perfect. anger. I harbor things, guys. <laughs> like, but it's in like a compressed box. So that yeah. way when you unleash it, it's like boom. I tend my grudges. They're like my pets. <laughs> You just have to give them yeah. air and light every once in a while. Yeah. A little water. Meanwhile, it was tornado watch last night. So that was eventual. Oh, no. No, are you in lockdown? Did they put you in a basement? No, it wasn't quite that bad. But, like, I just kind of had to stick to radar. Because a watch is just, like, be on the lookout. Um, warning is we've seen stuff touch down, you know. But the sky was black and the wind was howling. Ooh, <laughs> oh, you have to, when that happens, you have to say, it's a twister. It's a twister. Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tornadoes yeah. are gnarly. I want no part of them. That's yeah. not my, my idea of a good time. My dad grew up on a farm and they had no money. They were really poor. And the farmhouse got destroyed by a tornado. So he has like legitimate tornado PTSD. So anytime there was any kind of weather element, he would like pace the house and like watch the sky. And I have actual childhood memories of him racing upstairs after we'd all gone to bed and we were like, get in the basement. There's a tornado. It was like, I, I, he shared his trauma with all of us and traumatized us. So then you're like, oh, <laughs> like you're not going to see the this is terrifying. Yeah, we so. did some some. What do you call those things? The, when we would visit family and they had tornadoes mm -hmm. in that area. And I tell you what, I don't do well with that mm -mm. kind of nonsense. Mm -mm. Like, that's not my. That's not yeah, my you're real. You're like a slow jam kind of girl. Like I'm like, let's not have emergency a and emergencies yelling. That's yeah. not Callie's jam. Because what I kind of do as far as my kind of shorthand, um, since I don't have anything that does like live TV to play like weather or whatever, since I live five minutes away from my job, I just look at my work email. So if security is sent out the like 
people in the store need to shelter, then that's kind of signal that I need to shelter. Where do you shelter in your apartment complex? I would go into um, the bathroom, most likely. Either bathroom or or my closet. Oh, my God. This does not make me happy. I've heard bathrooms are good places to go. I think bathrooms are. Exactly, because it's no windows. Yeah, You have to go into the shower. Yeah, you go in the tub. Dirty in the tub, I guess. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm a basement kind of girl. I'm a pass on that. Or maybe even a storm cellar. We don't have a storm cellar. <laughs> we that don't have nice any such thing around here either. So I feel like Minnesota doesn't get a lot of tornadoes. That's no, because your thing. weather is more consistent because it's areas where the weather goes all over the place. Because like yesterday it was like 80 and now and then it, today was like 54. So it's just oh boy. So the hot yeah. and the cold. Were, and this is why mixing. people get sick. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Everybody gives me crap about weather in Minnesota, which I agree. It, it's like, it's. But it's just, it's cold. It's but cold it's just cold, summer. people. And it's snow. And you just got a shovel. And, you and just, it just stays cold. You don't until freaking it's not. drive in it. Don't drive in a blizzard. It's not hard. But there's not like, you know. I mean, I guess people can die if they don't have heat. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Like on those super cold nights that has happened which is sad but it's not like a destructive tornado you know taking out an entire town i really like how we like are podcasting about weather <laughs> it's important stuff what's going on it with our is, lives it is yeah. important <laughs> people understand they have to precisely mm. well it this was a fun episode of arrow though of um, oh, yeah, because it was Helena's back. <laughs> man, you know, having Helena in the same episode as McKenna really just highlights which actress Stephen has better chemistry with. And in my personal opinion, it is not McKenna. <laughs> yeah. It's just that McKenna's just kind of boring. <laughs> she is. And it's just, they're a little tepid. So she's a cop. I don't know. Like, I guess they did the whole sex. They had the sex. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, Mm. eh. I mean, it was better than the weird Laurel in the dream with the bullet in her head. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, at least it's better than the biting. I think the biting is always, like, my bar low point. Like, why are you trying to eat his face? I have questions. So at least it wasn't that. We got through it without the gnawing. But I don't know, man. It was a lot about McKenna's bra. And I'm like, I get it. Move on. You know what I mean? I just, I was like, can we, I get it. She has a pretty lacy bra. Can we, I don't need to see all of this. That was basically, it was my summation of the scene. And, like, why do they have to have the sex in the episode that they are breaking up? Why couldn't they just break up without having sex? Because it's the CW. <laughs> I guess. I'm like, I was not invested in them sleeping together, so we don't need to. Because they were still trying this... to do yeah, we don't need to check Playboy. This... Exactly. Like, we don't need to check this box. Like, it's okay. People can break up with not having slept, slept together. It happens all the time, I'm sure. 
Because it's they broke up before they really got started. Yeah. <laughs> so just I like, yeah, like, no. I just really feel we were at casual dating the entire time. It was time. within the 30-day return policy. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I really didn't feel like he was that serious about McKenna. Which I think McKenna knew that, which is why she, like, dumps him. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're not that invested. And my life is now more complicated now that I'm shot. So let's just... Let's just call it. Let's just call it. Because he's all, I'm going to come visit you. I'm like, sure, She's like, damn. no, you're not. <laughs> She's like, no, you're not. You have to hood. Also, I just can't respect her as a police officer because she doesn't notice. That's her boyfriend! Whatever. Sorry. Once again, referencing the daredevil scene where Electra, he's like, I wear a mask. And Electra's like, I'd recognize that ass anywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, Which, I just feel like, shouldn't you see, like, shouldn't you recognize the outline of body parts once you've slept with it? I don't know. I don't understand. The leather pants do not leave much to the imagination. Exactly. So, <laughs> come on, ladies. Maybe she need more than one time. I don't know. I have questions. Nah. McKenna. <laughs> so, we're done with McKenna, and we're back to fun, crazy Helena, who... I love my... how much Dig hates her. <laughs> she was always my favorite ex-girlfriend of all the ex-girlfriends. Because she's just that crazy. <laughs> and Oliver is like, hey, I'm going to tell you my biggest secret. Because you seem stable. <laughs> also, this is the episode that Dig calls her the T-Mobile girl. <laughs> exactly. I love her, like... <laughs> And every time he says it, I re-Google the T-Mobile am I, girl. Am I supposed to kill her? Well, I think, it, think you would if she looked like me. And not the if she looked girl. more like me instead of the T-Mobile girl. Like, I love Diggle. Because it's really slightly cool. like a, a, it's kind of sexism and racism in the whole time. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be like parts of Arrow and our rewatch that were like, that didn't age well. I feel like that's going to be a lot of a lot of it. I mean, it's not going to be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the most part, we're good. But I, I love the escalation of this episode of yeah. just, the whole time Oliver is still so desperate to try to save her. Mm. And like, because mm-hmm. she threatens Dig, and it's like, no, maybe not. Or like, goes near his family and still no and then as soon as it she goes after Felicity it's what are you gonna do Oliver what I should have done in the first place and you're like trying yes. to murder like all she really did is wrap a little duct tape around her and Oliver's feral <laughs> like whoa and then we get I know all things touching. considered compared to future Felicity and Peril situations, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's really kind of I'm trying to recall if it's in my top five. I feel like it might be in my top five because like you get the soft touching and the soft whispering, and then he mm. touches her cheek. Mm. And then he's well, bit- it's she's the most rattled by this one because Oh, it's she's the first rattled time- in 207. She's yes. really rattled in that one. But like, in season one, it's the I think first time she's most... been thrust. So it shows like I think this was probably for season one the most she was like, oh, this is a little scary. Yeah, um, yeah. But we get our soft touching. I love for the soft touching and the soft voices. And then he like goes violent 
with the knife. Did he have a knife? Yes, he had a knife because he had to cut the duct tape. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then he's ready to kill Helena. It's fantastic. Because mm-hmm. I like, too, it just shows because he arrives significantly before Diggle does. So that means, like, he was, like, running. <laughs> but, like, question, because Helena kind of, like, not really, but basically, like, puts it to him, like, you still have feelings for me. And, and Oliver no. hesitate. So where are you guys at on that? Because he didn't, like, flat out say no. It's like, no. No, but his whole thing with her, the complicated, I could save her. She, if she can be saved, I can be saved. All of that still isn't resolved in the slightest. That's fair. <laughs> Callista Wolf. Hmm. what I do? Are you even listening? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just really picking it in. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if you think Oliver still has uh, a thing for, for Miss Hel- Crazy. For Miss Thing, for Miss Helena. For Helena? Yeah. At, you mean after? After she went cray, but she comes back in this episode, still a little, she's still on her murder revenge plot. But like, I think, I think it's actually like, I don't think it's. Like he likes her, likes her. Yeah, I think he, it's 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 she's a friend that I want to help. That's a good way of phrasing it. I also feel like he has a nice dose of guilt. Like he was like to like she's still not fixed. So Oliver has this like Jesus complex. So he's got to save everybody and whatnot. So whatever. Yeah. But still, and... even when they're fighting, the chemistry is better between the two of them. I'm not saying it's nowhere near the chemistry between Oliver and Felicity, but I'm saying if you have to pick an ex-girlfriend, he he's so, like, there's several moments where he's trying to save her. And, like, the moment where he gives her, like, a passport and a ticket to Rome, I'm just like, girl, go to Rome. Seriously? <laughs> like, make better decisions. That sounded like a sweet-ass deal. Your dad's in FBI custody. Like, his life sucks at this point. Yeah, so. like, just let it go. I know he killed your fiance. And he can just live in constant fear that one day you may appear and murder him, but not today. Not while he's still, directly in custody. I still get a little hung up, though, because then... They kind of, like, rehash their same argument where she's like, you murder too. And he's all, that's, that's justice. This is revenge. Oh, and I'm like, I mean, <laughs> like, talk about splitting the finest of hairs all Give over. Give me a break. I'm like, I just, so I find myself righteously indignant and on Helena's side every time he tries to make that argument. I'm like, yeah. Come on, dude. Like, the way season one likes to make it look like Oliver's killing is not a big deal. (laughs) And it's, like, totally okay (laughs) is awkward. I didn't remember they did this so much. I was like, well, we talk about this a lot. And, and like, hearing Oliver's, like, moral reasoning, (laughs) you're like, this is a little frightening. (laughs) A little scary. A little scary. A little bit. A little bit. So I still, I always am like, you're going to have to walk me through that again, Oliver. I need to like do another 30 pages on why I'm to get to that conclusion of how this is justice and not revenge. I'm failing. I'm failing. Also, 
Okay, so like Tommy knows, right? Here's the yes. this is a question that I came up with as watching this episode 17. And Tommy, like last episode, was like basically my dad's the worst. And Oliver's, nah, he's a good guy. Let's save him. And my question is, Oliver is literally walking around with this freaking book of all these names, right? And they're all the one percenters. Mm-hmm. And who is his dad's like really close friend? And, like, the 1% of all the 1%ers is Malcolm Merlin. And Oliver doesn't consider for a second that he could be involved in anything. Just because no. he hasn't found his name in the book? Certainly. Is that where we're going on here? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver is critical and like thinking. And, like, everyone related in, like, your parents' circle of influence <gasps> and people that you know. Like, it's like, it's, you know, like when you get those big puzzles for little kids and it's like, there's like eight pieces to it. (laughs) It's very simple to put together, but like the little child is two and can't quite put it together because they're two. That's what I feel like watching Oliver figure out this freaking season one bad guy plot. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard, Oliver. It's... Because one of my favorite new girl things to reference, although it's really only funny in Schmidt's delivery, but Winston's doing this puzzle and he's it's like all weird when doing the puzzle and takes a really long time to do it. And at one point he's like, hey, Schmidt, what do you think the puzzle's going to look like? And what's it going to look like? It's on the box. It's a Japanese garden. <laughs> but basically you're like... What do you think is at the top of the mystery? It's very obvious. I just don't understand, like, how many one percenters are in Star Starling City. Like, aren't we starting to run out of them a little bit? Aren't we crossing off a significant amount of names? Apparently Yeah, because even, like, this is basically supposed to be Seattle. So, like... Right! It's Seattle. We're not it in New York. York. No, here's the thing. This place, Starling City, is, like, ground zero for... Every single billionaire that ever was. Okay. You know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they all Like, flock. they all live there. Yes, it's disruptive. But it's also apparently somehow really attractive to billionaires. There's got to be tax breaks or something. There has to be. There's <laughs> like something. That's crazy. the only conceivable. Like, they just don't have to pay their taxes in Starling City. That's the only thing I can come up with, why they're, all these billionaires are just there. Seattle just, weather with Florida taxes. Like, we've done 15 <laughs> rounds with Diggle over Moira, and Oliver's like, nope, she's totally innocent. And Diggle's like, or she has a literal exact copy of the book that your dad had, and it's, like, filled with, like, really shady people that you've been killing. But okay. And it just never occurs to him when Tommy's like, my dad is like, he came back all different after my mother died and he went away for two years you know like somebody else did and then he came back and was very distant and this does not none of this information penetrates oliver's brain he's just sitting in the restaurant like okay cool and like oliver is smart he's had to in his time away be able to put shit together like he was an argus agent he was in the (laughs) brotva like Where he had to kind of essentially solve cases, you know? He just sits at that dinner with Tommy like some doe-eyed little Bambi and blinks. <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? You know, God bless Oliver. But... <laughs> He's so stupid in season one sometimes. It's He's like just... irritatingly stupid. He's just... 
I don't know what to say about this poor fella. Like, because <laughs> I think he's like a Ken doll. Like, it's an actual Ken doll sometimes. Yeah. What I, I can prescribe it to <laughs> is he's so traumatized by like what he went through. He desperately needs all of the familiar stuff that he grew up to be as innocent as the childhood that he associates it with. And like, yeah. can't handle. That's true, but I mean, like, that's, I don't know, there's something about it that's just, like, I don't know, man, like, Oliver, you've had every advantage that there is to be had, and you still can't fucking get it. Right, this is my point. (laughs) It's like, there's an eight-piece puzzle in front of you, big guy, and you just, you can't even get three of them put together. Like, what is the matter with you? Except you're 30, and not two. It just, it just really, it just, the, the not, the not computing that Malcolm Merlin is a part of this by episode 17 is really starting to bug me this time. I don't know if it bugged me the first, (laughs) when I first watched, probably not, but the second go around, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so glaringly obvious. And it's actually ridiculous that Oliver hasn't like, gee, I wonder, you know, maybe I should check into Malcolm Merlin. Just like, just like do a little background on him. They you know, like spaced out in first go around. They spaced out his appearances enough that you weren't thinking about him enough right, to like right. put it together. But now but he's like now that you just up. you know that he's important. Then right. you're like, oh, clearly he's the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was like trying to remember how I reacted to it is Laurel's mom shows up in town and is like, Sarah's. I think Sarah's alive. And I distinctly remember thinking, well, wouldn't that be convenient that Oliver didn't actually kill Sarah? So that then paves the way from him and Laurel. But I was also like thinking, no, that that's too easy <laughs> for them to just like wash that away. I was like, they're not going to do that. I was wrong. <laughs> no. So like, I can't remember if but he ever... still has the guilt because of her assumed death in flashbacks i guess but like the assumed guilt okay like sorry spoiler for people who haven't seen season two but like okay like the fact that sarah is not dead really does remove like it objectively speaking let's say you are a laurel and oliver fan right yeah let's just pretend the five people that are out there are still shipping it and, and listening to this podcast. <laughs> and listening to this podcast, because clearly we're their target market. Um, Like, maybe you can get past the cheating, but, like, it's very difficult to get past the fact that the cheating led to Laurel's sister's death. Yeah. So I always felt like if they're removing that from the equation, it was like, oh, it really wasn't that bad after all, whatever it did. It's cool. Laurel can go back to him. That's really how it felt in season one. When it was this episode was being discussed, as mm-hmm. I recall, watching it live, and it still kind of felt like that, even though I know where this is actually going. But like, I was like, "Well, isn't that convenient?" And I can't remember Callie, who is way better at remembering things. You might remember. Oh God! The picture that her mom had was that actually Sarah? That was. Oh, God. But it's also hard to keep track because it's a different actress. Yeah, I mean, they really, well, because clearly they were like, we don't know who's going to play this role anymore. But I I can't remember 
when she comes back, if that's like that is a plot point they pick up. I think they it was determined that that was wasn't her. Okay. But like I don't know why they did that because she was alive. Like Yeah, it really confuses and by me. this point they probably already are starting to talk about season two at least. Yeah. So like Well and it was super awkward because like this is the episode that they introduced the canary and it was a bird that Sarah's that their dad bought Sarah for some reason. Laura couldn't remember why. I was like so like they're already setting up that Sarah leads to the black canary for Laurel, which I like. Like I like I think the I think the way they handled it in this episode is super clumsy, but pretty much the way they handled the whole black canary storyline is super clumsy, so I've just grown used to it. But I it, it's still like kind of me, endearing now at this point. Yeah, like you know, the fishnet stockings, like okay, to me it rang the bell too much like I think if you I think it just rang the bell too much and kind of shows their hand for season two yeah I don't know it it felt a little clunky in 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 season one in this in this episode like yeah if you aren't going to do anything with it when why even like right if you're holding this chip till season two why even introduce the concept? To me, it would be more shocking if, like, nobody ever thought she was still alive. And, whoa, holy crap. Like, you can still do the whole canary picture bird thing, I guess. But, like, you don't need to also have the mom show back up and be like, it's because Sarah's alive. Like, I don't understand that. Like, we couldn't come up with another idea to have Dinah come back into town. Yeah. Yeah. So I just was like, and I, I feel like when I do see season two, I was not surprised because of this, because of this episode. I'm trying to recall. Cause like, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's so shocking. And I'm like, I, is it though? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was not shocked at all when it was revealed. <laughs> kind of hinted at it. I was but... like, this is a very strong episode of like telling us what you're going to do later on. Yeah. And it just seems stupid to me. Like all like Arrow has really good surprises sometimes, but that ain't that was not one of them. And I think one of the reasons why it wasn't was because of this episode. Because they showed their hand way too putting early. Putting two and two together. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, why would we Yeah, like why would we be talking about Sarah? Why are we why are you connecting her to a canary? Because there's like this episode, and then whether it was like EW or TV line or something of just seeing Here's this random, very pretty blonde actress right. <laughs> joining for season two. And you're like, who's wondering guest role? No, and no, like, but wait. She's blonde. And in the flashback, she was brunette. So therefore. Oh, different person then, right? Totally different person. <laughs> yeah. Never what doubt. Could she be playing? Never doubt the power of a land sister and her die job <laughs> makes them a totally different character that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. yeah okay so that that part of it was bugging me I was like wow this is I remember watching it in season one thinking it was clunky and it's even clunkier on the rewatch I'm like oof, yikes and I guess like we want to get Dinah and Lance in a room and like look at all the angst because of the divorce or whatever yeah 
it just, I don't know. I was never a huge fan of Laurel's mom, and anytime she rolled yeah. in, I'm like, eh. Well, <laughs> here's me. I'm not a fan of her, but for because uh, I was gonna say, did she? Come- but it's Doctor Who. No, 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 no. That's why I don't like her. <laughs> oh, really? Because she's oh, that's right. She's the one you didn't like on Doctor Who. I forgot. She was she was River Song, the 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 person that that Stephen Moffat created, because he. For some reason, Stephen Moffat never liked Rose Tyler because yeah. Rose Tyler represented um, somebody who was lower class, maybe didn't have a lot of education, you know, Why is in, that in, bad? in the county state because he's because Britain, because he's he's, he's an elitist snob. And okay. she was she was uneducated. She lived in a council. So she's basically like welfare housing with, okay. her, with her single mom. And yeah. Like, she wasn't good enough for the doctor because the doctor is, he's this really smart, like, brilliant person. And how dare this, this, this child think she could get with the doctor. So when he took over as the showrunner, he was like, I'm going to create this, this character who is perfect for the doctor and I'm going to make her his wife. And so when she first shows up in a Stephen Moffat episode, because has to have this complicated mythology and yeah, timeline. it's really yeah. just it's essentially gender. Put it in terms that you'd get. It's kind of like how the same irritation we had when they undid Ray just being a nobody, and it's like, nope, she has to be from a magical bloodline. Yes, yes. I would be you special. Now. You're like that's yeah. the stupidest thing in the world. She okay, can't I be really special just being from nobody. She has oh, to. Oh, that like... still drives me nuts. Like I can't. Like I. Oh. This is why you have the same director for all three movies. This is all I'm saying. Just pick one and keep it the same. Whatever. But it was it was it, it was really irritating. It was like I say. It was a lot of elitism. It was a lot of. Uh, I don't I don't know how how and to he basically did I guess, it again. Yeah, I'm with yeah with the doctor's next love interest that it had to be a super like she has to be a special girl type thing well and and in his view she was a lot of what made her special is like she would come in and she'd be really good at this and be like kind of this stereotypical like strong woman because mm-hmm. he had this idea with strong women they they fight and they kick ass and they are sexy while they're doing it you know and all this stuff and it's just I don't know. She was on ER too. She was on ER too, and her character for me was not very likable on ER. So we have her like consistently. I don't think it's the actress' fault, but I think the characters she plays are just inherently unlikable. Yeah, maybe it's the name Dinah too on Arrow. It's like I hear it, and I'm like, don't love "Mm." it. Don't love it. (laughs) Don't love it. Also, why don't we call her Dinah? Why is Laurel Laurel? I just whatever. It's, well, that that makes sense a little, since I know a lot of people, if they share a name with a parent, that then they go by the middle name. That's fair. I do think it's funny how, like, worked up, like, Black Canary fans are of it, though. Because so she does call herself Laurel. It's kind of my, my brother-in-law is technically uh, the third. Of, oh, um, yeah. I'm with you. so they've, they've already had the talk of, like, when they have kids, there's basically only, like, one more iteration to be able to do of if they have a son it'll be Ruben but he'll go by Ben because technically 
his wow, whole, this is like really advanced planning. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to keep it going because we're not doing anything that's like the fourth. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. No. Okay. I get you. Like we're it. not naming. Like we're not going to nickname him Quattro. Like no. <laughs> so no, I was I was fully prepped not to like her. Yeah understandably so and she fulfilled all of those requirements just fine I was like oh yeah and you know I don't know maybe it's because I'm just not loving Laurel and I'm like clearly the person maybe that birthed her I wouldn't like either and that's because we're like his Lance isn't that bad so where does this come from I'm not a fan of Lance in season one because I kind of just feel like they don't give him a lot of dimension he's just kind of like pissed off at Oliver all the time rightfully so like he's the person but i have like, the least problem with they're always harping on it's like, very much justified reasons. yeah but like he gets he gets so much more definition in season two which is where i really enjoy him it's season one he feels very one-dimensional and i'm like yeah i get it you're really mad at oliver you hate oliver because he killed your daughter totally sold like does every interaction have to like you know what I mean? Like, it just bugs me. So, and I get it. He has legit beef with Dinah because she just, like, took off or something and was just, like, which I yeah. don't really get how that works because she has another daughter. I was, like, yes, Sarah died, but Laurel was still was still around. But, like, okay, we just leave but her. he was also an alcoholic who was drinking a lot. That's true, too. But, like, let's leave the daughter with the alcoholic parent. <laughs> that didn't feel like a smart move. Uh-huh. You know. Nobody some real any real good decisions says that. I'm like Lance yeah. family the Lance family is messy so I just you know I was I was actually kind of like excited to meet Laurel's mom and then I was like I don't like her which is just kind of feels like <laughs> my Lance totality reaction in season one yeah like I, mean, I, that's fair. I just want to get to the point where like Lance is working with the hood more because then we get into some funny banter dimensional thinking I know because we of. swing back around in season three once he's like after them again which yeah is but like you can buy why he swings back around in season three and like that is like with a purpose and it actually causes some real problems for Oliver and company so it worked for me in season three because season three is just angst city and it's glorious but like you need to have season two to get to season three so I'm with that like I just, season one is just a little one note. They need to give, I mean, Paul Blackthorn is amazing, and they just need to give him more to do. He is trying so hard. Yeah, he's really trying to, like, make this guy, this character. He just give it his all. Yeah, and it's like, listen, he's got to carry every scene with Katie. You know what I mean? Mm, like That's not easy. Can we just lift, and then we, we, we come in with the prepackaged dislike of the mother. I'm like, can we just lift some weight off of this actor? Exactly. Like, let's not carry the entire Katie other. He shows up show. on set, and someone, someone get the Ben Gay patches ready because his back's gonna hurt after exactly. that scene. Yeah, it's like we have Arrow, and then we have the other half of the show, which is Lance family drama, and like he is the only one in that group that is remotely interesting to me. <laughs> so, also, <sighs> Laurel kind of comes Uh-oh. down on Tommy this yeah. episode. Yeah, because he's distracted for five seconds 
with oh, some God other forbid. stuff. Yeah. And she's like, well, I really needed you this week and you weren't there. Oh, boo-hoo. And I'm like, <laughs> you are a grown-ass. Like, I get it. State your needs. Like, if you want something in a relationship, say it. The man's, you know, we are not mind readers. I appreciate her honesty. But also, the guy has a life, too. You know what I mean? His life does Maybe. not. Like, His dad he has a shot. job, and he has stuff, and there's a crazy, he's got a crazy family. Like, sorry, he was a little preoccupied with his own life. Sometimes that happens in relationships, where you're both preoccupied with what you've got going on, and you can't intersect as well. We don't need to pitch a bitch fit over it. I just hate her. <laughs> Boy. I'm just like. It's a long road we got ahead of us. I'm going to start reading those season three reviews when I was doe-eyed and innocent and full of hope. And I'm going to be like, what bunch of crack was I smoking then when I get to Laurel Paragraphs? Because I'm just going to be like, no, Jennifer, you are wrong. Everything you're writing is wrong because it is. <laughs> it must have been so irritating talking to me in season three, Kelly. <laughs> Who, you? Yes, me? I was like, no, it's going to be great. You'll see. It's going to be an amazing arc. You're like, no, it's not. (laughs) But it's kind of endearing your optimism. Just like, oh. The optimism ends after 3.13. There's a very distinct, like, I shut off my emotions, like, Vampire Diary style. (laughs) I'm just over it. But, like, oh, Lord, did I give this character a lot of rope? And I am, like, realizing... You always seem to be very disappointed when you would give a character a chance and, and then they, they didn't just... live up to it. Yeah, and they were just wildly disappointing because the writers are not invested in the character. And I was. <laughs> so, Fair. and I don't know why. I don't know why I wasn't... I think... I think what gets me invested, because I was pretty lukewarm on Laurel, but I really got invested in the sister storyline in season two. I don't know if it's because I have sisters or whatever, but it really irritated me how everything about the Lance sisters revolved around Oliver. And they really stopped doing that in season two. There becomes a really specific point where they're like, no, we're going to fix the two of us and fuck him. And I'm like, yes, queens, do it. And then I really fell in love with this whole idea of, like, Sarah being Laurel's, like, great love and, like, the person who inspires her. And and they could have done so much of it. And it was all great. It was all great up until 301. And then it was a complete and fucking total disaster after that. Anyways. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm annoyed that they brought up Sarah being alive. That was the long. It just it's it's (laughs) dropping. It's dropping something that you don't need to have picked up in the first place. Right, it's an anvil that we don't need at this point in the story, and I'm just kind of like, I mean, because you know how like we always say they're not subtle. Like, do you think maybe they they thought the viewers were stupid? Like, I sometimes I wonder, like, are they in the writer's room? Like, are they not going to get the canary reference? Maybe we need to make it more obvious. Maybe we make the birdcage bigger. I don't know what the problem is, but, like, there are just some times where, with Arrow, 
where it's like, are you sure you're getting an audience? Oh, you're not? We don't think you are? Okay, let's make it let's more obvious. Let's bash you over the head with it. Yeah, it's like, could you calm down and have a little faith in human intellect? Yeah, but sometimes I've, my years in fandom of... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the audience needs it. But then I'm just thinking of fan or a Laurel fan. You're like, yeah, they're on a different planet and they don't need it. Okay, because they need that. They need it. Of how Andor got a lot of backlash for not having enough Easter eggs like the other Star Wars shows, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm really getting revved up for season two. I'm really getting revved up for Laurel season two because I'm just gonna unleash (laughs) y'all. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when we get to 214, we're just gonna let you talk. I'm just oh <laughs> I've waited many years to write that review. This is why it's kind of fun that it's going this way because I get to end on season two, which is fun. So I get to end on a really strong season. I'm actually ending the reviews on a stronger season than what the show actually ended on. So it's a happier, it's a happier circle for me. Because it's kind of full circle, because season two finale is what brought you to the fandom. Yes, and then I actually is... never thought of it like that. Although my That's season a good two point. Reviews... That's a really good point, Maddie. And my season two reviews, people are going to be like, what the fuck happened to Jen? <laughs> like, if you read them in chronological order, you're like, what is going on? None of this makes sense. But I should put a disclaimer. These were watched on a rewatch. <laughs> written after a rewatch eh, there was a smart. whole ass pandemic yeah, that was, was like in between literally years in between this it's okay people can see posting dates they're smart they'll figure it out yeah okay what else happened this episode and the boy. other thing that's like notable in my mind is once again they're driving home the oliver has to be alone thing because he has a conversation with tommy and after because Tommy approaches after like McKenna gets shot and he's like hey I heard about McKenna are you okay and he's like no and Tommy has an interesting line of where he kind of notes of like because Oliver's basically I thought I could have it both ways and I can't but Tommy's like well if if you're always alone you're never going to be happy and then Oliver's just like there's more important things than me being happy right now and you're just like oh you pine tree honestly though i love that whole conversation because fan vitters use the shit out of it with with bit videos later on and it's it's spectacular it's just it's spectacular and i love it so i was very excited when we got to that point I all the stuff in the conversation is like the all the angst stuff that's coming but just used on this nothing love interest that really shouldn't be bringing this. Right, exactly. I love that. I do love that our fandom like takes like these really like great gems of dialogue that are used on like completely like discarded love interests and like incorporated into Felicity. What I really, I really do think the writers wrote that with Felicity in mind though. Like he's talking about McKenna, but he's not talking about McKenna. They're moving there, I will say the one thing that the writers do really well is they they big picture the show every once in a while. And if you're not getting it, okay, this is this is how Oliver feels now in season one that he's not deserving enough happiness that he that's not important. When in reality, he has to be happy in order to be what he needs to be for the city. Exactly, which is like ah, oh, see that stuff I love. And that's when that. you once again just like, why couldn't Tommy have been around for all the city developing? I do feel like a lot of these <sighs> conversations happen with Tommy. Yeah. It's like Tommy and Diggle. 
like Oliver has deep his deep thinking chats and with his bros. Yeah, with his bros. Tommy, we just you know now that we don't have more Tommy, we need more Tommy. It's really he was he was a major major character in season three. And I remember now why I was so devastated because I was like, yeah, he was like, I mean, I'd consider him like fourth lead. I feel like he has more to do than Laurel does most of the time. Yeah. Well, that's not hard, but I know, but like, especially now that he knows <laughs> we're great and on a curve here. That's but... like, like, was she even in ep- like, yeah, she was in this episode, but like, I feel like when she's not in episodes, I just don't even really notice. Yeah. The other thing I know we've kind of been all over the place chronologically. Yeah, we don't do we don't listen. They know we don't do organized. You try to organize us and then I we blow it apart and it's fine. But I love in the scene where Helena's in the lair and Felicity walks in like, oh, I've been dying to hack the FBI database. And he's just like, get out of just like, he can't physically <laughs> process that here. I'm just like, ah, no, no, these things cannot touch. Like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Go. Oil, water, run. Run. And Oliver just does like... try to keep his love interest compartmentalized and separate. He, yeah. I mean, one can his brain argument. just goes. <laughs> He's got a lot going on this episode. We got Felicity, we got Helena, we've got McKenna, and we've got Laurel all in the intermixing. So, like, he doesn't have act. Also, like, it's been a really long time. I feel no, they just had a scene together where they had the dinner thing. I was like, it's been a really long time since like Oliver and Laurel like had a conversation. I'm trying to remember the last time they had a conversation. It's like, been a while. talked about something of substance? Yeah. Not like, oh, we're just pretending that we get along and look how mature we are with our respective yeah, significant others. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, Laurel can't even act like that. She, it, it, she looks so constipated every time Oliver has a girl with him. Has a girl with him. Like, you have a freaking black labrador right next to you and you are like moping over the dude that slept with your sister and essentially got her killed but okay meanwhile billionaire boyfriend who wants every love and happiness for you and is bending over backwards see this is what this is what happens this is the road i go down (laughs) and it's a bad road it just leads to rage Another reason why it would have been great if Floyd Lawton would have just uh, went ahead and killed Tommy last episode is then Tommy would be rich again. Because <laughs> he would get Merlin's money. Exactly! <sighs> would Tommy be alive and rich? <laughs> we don't ask for much. Just I just wanted him to stay alive, go all evil, and then have a five-season if not more, character arc of redemption in which <gasps> Oliver tries to save him. My why is that hard? Dream. My why dream. He be like the ar- why couldn't he be the arch enemy? Because really, when you think about it, they kept Merlin around way, way too, too long. long. Like, you they can did. They really did. burn. Because who isn't it like the... There's a... Like, what is the... 
Is that what the archer's actually called? The other archer? In Dark the archer. Dark archer. Yeah. Dark archer. Okay, that was it. Okay. So, like, can't you dark archer the shit out of Tommy for, like, a couple seasons? And, like, you you slow burn it where he gets shadier and shadier and shadier until, like, season five where he's, like, straight up evil. And then he dates Felicity and fools Oliver. And it's just, like, it's amazing. I don't understand why that progression couldn't have happened. And it's all because he, he like, pretends to be friends with Oliver for years. But really, it's just, like, he hates him because Laurel died. It's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I can see it so clearly in my mind. <laughs> I just don't understand. Darn somebody needs to, like, go through, Like, somebody needs to go through contracts with me. Because, like, literally, what was in... Collins contract versus Katie Cassidy's. Yeah, like <sighs> did he not have a dark archer clause like she did or something? Because <laughs> seriously, Katie's lawyer is still just rough. Listen, she better have paid them some serious dough because they did their job and then some. Because my personal attitude. That was some partridge family dough shelled out for her. <laughs> You know what though? Lawyers. She got left out of the will. He 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 didn't give her any money. I don't know if there was any money to be given, but she that was that true because that's all. also in the era where child stars got cr- screwed over. So yeah, there might not be so, as much money as you'd think. I mean, I don't think her. I don't think he was like a real father of the year type, anyways. But she was consistent. <laughs> but I'm just saying, she didn't get any more money out of him. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. Whatever. All right, folks. <sighs> What else are we? I think that kind of concludes the do arrow we, stuff. Do we do we do we debrief it? Okay. Cool. I think we gave it justice, and then Excellent. next week is um is a good one. It's the dude who kidnaps the people on the subway train and Roy and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that one. I love me some Roy. Now, see, because... there's a character in season one that I, like, really enjoyed because he was just... He's they just... teased it just enough, yeah. Yeah, and he and he's just over all the rich... Although... Like, it, it's just that he's enough of a foil for Thea to make Thea tolerable. I love that he's, like, the street tough, but they cast Colton Haynes, who's just so, like, just so pretty. He's just a... I mean, he really is beautiful. Like We're not buying that he's, like, gangsta boy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Gap would have found him on the street and hired him immediately. I'm just those like, cheekbones, those eyebrows. An, give me he those. actually modeled for Amber Crombie, if I recall. Exactly. Yeah. Which so, is why that makes it all the more funny that they called him Amber Crombie. But seriously, like, I'm sorry. You can't be walking around with those pretty blue eyes and. David Boreanaz got discovered walking his dog. Like, you're not telling me that Roy is out, you know, parkouring all over the place and he doesn't bump into, like, some billionaire that runs a fashion magazine and is like, hey, put a suit on that. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. Yeah. I just don't buy it. And, like, Thea lucks her way. Like, I'm sorry. Thea gets her purse stolen Stolen by the the prettiest, gorgeous purse stealer in the history of the world. (sighs) Yes. There hasn't sense. been a thief prettier since Ocean's I, Eleven. I like, mean, honestly, yeah, facts. <laughs> so true. He is the Brad Pitt of purse stealers. 
So there we go. All right, folks. You guys got any fun things going on for weekend and whatnot? Um, My house is is a disaster. That's what I'm doing. Nothing. Kelly, how far are you away from Taylor Swift? Three weeks. Woo-hoo! I've been spending a lot of time thinking about what I want to wear to the Taylor Swift concert so, and ordering things. TikTok what are you not thinking? helped in that because TikTok, like every other video is like, this is what I'm wearing and it's like something elaborate and I'm like, uh. I know, but like I also feel like like I'm trying to like get something that's like multiple genres because I like like multiple genres and it's like I don't want to be like, don't. Like as I was thinking like maybe like a navy blue sparkly jumpsuit because like that's like midnight's but it's also like 1989. Um, I think I've got like a um, like a faux leather. Um, yeah, a Kelly, leather you need bustier. to be reputation era ensemble. Yeah, yeah you I've gotta got, go. I've reputation. got like a faux leather type thing that I'm gonna wear one night. And I don't know the other. Like I've got like pieces. And I just yeah. don't know how to put them together. <laughs> like I've got. Like, yeah, I, I think like you need like a jacket. sparkly bomber jacket. I like, okay, like I ordered one. Jacket. I ordered one. I ordered one off at Amazon. I have one. I have one that I got like around Christmas time, and I was like, "Okay, I need this." I I did like the '89 jacket, like the exactly like the '89 World Tour. Okay, but it's pink. And I was looking back at pictures, and she had more of a tealy green. Well, then it like it hints of lover mixed in. That's yeah, kind of exactly. what I was thinking. I was exactly. like, because like, okay, so here's my other idea. I could do a white jumpsuit and the pink sparkly jacket. Absolutely yes. What kind of shoes with that? Sandals, because it'll be summer. That's true. Yes. Okay, so I have a couple jumpsuits coming. So we'll see if I fit into them with my 41 year old arse. See, I'm going in March. It's like I'm. It's March. Oh yeah. But it's also Las Vegas. It's chilly. But like, but, Vegas, but it's also it's inside a venue with thousands of people. And but it's also yeah. Little... And it's and it's but Vegas, you gotta walk it's there. Really cold there. And... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what yeah. is it? In the fifties right now? I have no idea. I have not looked. I'm so excited. Um, I'm a little scared. Like I watched. He um he does like reaction videos and he finally did like his reputation. Yes, reaction. I've been watching him all day. <laughs> I actually subscribed to his Patreon so I could see him reacting to the um reputation Same. tour. <laughs> Same. And I watched that and I was like watching it and I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna happen this month. You're gonna get super emotional because I'm like, going to cry. Oh, you're gonna lose it. You need waterproof makeup. Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously like me and my, like because i i mean 89 was great and i but i feel like i it was my first album where i was like yes i love taylor swift because it was more i'm yeah. more pop music than i was country right and it was just super fun but i didn't have a full appreciation for all the eras but by the time i got to reputation i was like okay i like get it now and like just being in the stadium and like seeing her do a live, like, because that was her first stadium tour, and it was unbelievable. So I can only imagine what she's concocted for after Aaron. being off non touring for three albums. And now she's like, I saw, yeah, I'm like, I can't, it's gonna be off I the wall. Bonkers, amazing. That somebody found like a tweet from somebody who's working in the crew. 
Mm-hmm. They said, you know, I'm home three hours. Set up. I'm not really a big fan, but this tour is going to be off the wall. Like, I just, I just I'm like, oh my god! I, like my brain can't get wrapped around. Like, how are we going to get through all the eras? I have, I, I don't understand. So, like, I don't know she's, either. She's a genius. Like the things that she does, like she will completely she just like she completely like rewrites her own songs and well, like when you when you like, watch reputation she matches up you belong with me in love yes! story and she matches yes! up bad blood with yes! should have said no and like we're gonna get stuff like that yeah you know? it's like what she, is it gonna she be puts new twists on everything that you've seen before but it's still like you're still getting what you you know the classics that you want to hear right when I when I say that when I don't understand that people don't get that Taylor Swift is an actual musical genius, I don't like I don't understand how you don't get that. Like what <laughs> what else does she have to do to to get you to understand the absolute mind at work? Like you know that song where she was saying like she was like is is it the one in Midnight's or is it the one in Evermore where, where it was she's reading a song and it's like back to joe and joe's like what a mind and that was the line oh that was mastermind yeah that was mastermind he's like what a mind and i'm like yes joe gets it joe gets it joe gets it i'm like yes you just have to marvel at the brain (laughs) yes and her dancers are awesome and like there's gonna be pyrotechnics and there's just it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy i i don't know I don't know. But, I'm 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 probably going to pass out. But I honestly, because I know you've tried to go to other concerts, but I feel like the Lord is working in your life, and like this is the concert that you were supposed to. This be is at the one. It's yeah. All the eras. But it's so much. Like it's, it's okay. Events. You're just gonna be like overwhelmed and like you know. It's like people when they saw Elvis and the Beatles. You'll just be hysterical. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be out. so close that first night. Bring a pla- bring a brown bag, Casey. Hyperventilate. <laughs> it's like you know when you're at those kind of concerts and you're like, I'm not gonna be one of those girls who screams. Totally and gonna then you're like, like, I'm going to need photographs. No. Here's the deal. Here's the thing. Because I'm in the nosebleeds. I'm taking one for the team for my sisters. Because that's love, bitch. So I, me, and Lauren are gonna be hanging out in the nosebleeds. It'll be fine. It's still gonna be the shit. I'm not worried. But I need you to photograph the costumes because i will not be close enough to really appreciate the material and intricacies of it but you will be so i just need photographs of the cute ones that you're like this is fucking cute they're all gonna be cute yeah so basically if you just take a picture of everything that would be the best thanks (laughs) i'm like do i take pictures or do i take video of the whole thing oh my god you know like just hold the phone up for like two two to three hours i would say photos because the likelihood of this becoming a streaming special on some platform is high my perspective like get harry to take some videos there we go i like it i like it and then, especially because of the Ticketmaster fuck up, that she'll do some kind of special to kind of make up. Has for that. to, right? But see, like, yeah. also, like, the fact that you're seeing it first, like, you're just going to have me revved up for when I get to see it in June. Oh my God. You're like, girl, 
<laughs> and I'll be like, oh my god! And it's gonna be like that for three months with us. And Maddie, she's gonna have to fucking put up with it. We're sorry. So you guys are gonna have to podcast without me that week. No, it's all good. So <laughs> no, no, you would understand. I'm... That night. I'm not podcasting that night. No, no, no. You're going back to back, and then we will have a special Taylor Swift podcast. There you go. What are we? Like rookies? Come on now. No. No. So you will understand of because while I like Taylor, my level of fandom, my, the Joe Bros, they're my boys. Of I'm kind of happy that Ticketmaster fucked me over so that way I didn't spend money I shouldn't be spending. Mm. Um, in anticipation of their new album, they dropped with only three weeks' notice. So it's like, oh, don't you love no time to prep for though? money or PTO. But I, like, I feel like they're really living their best, their best era, yeah. the Joe Bros. Oh my god, they're, they're doing so of they're mm-hmm. doing a residency at the Marquee Theater in um, New York. So it's going to be a Broadway thing where each night they're going to play their albums. So. That way to do all of their songs. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, I want to just be, I just like, okay, Joe Bros are performing and the Joe Jonas sisters are out on the town in Vegas. Like, which one do you yeah. want to be with? I think I got to go with the sisters. I just want to know, like, how do they all jive together? You know what I mean? Like, do they really all get along? Because they look like they do. But, like, do they? I just want to, like, They do, but night. it's also such different vibes, you know? Because like, They're yeah, all so different. different. Very they're different all vibes. so different. Danielle's just a mom. And then, like, Priyanka's just, like, the ethereal. <laughs> Danielle <laughs> is just a straight-up Jersey suburban mom. And I love her for it. Yeah. Then, and then Sophie's just so chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Like Sophie's the creative. Like Sophie's, Sophie's the like just your super cool, chill, cool girl who's just like always on it with the clothes. And then I look at Priyanka and I feel like she's just like, she's like goddess level, like in terms of beauty for me. So I'm like, it's just like, I don't know. She's like, the princess of the group is kind of how well, I feel. what's funny is how well like their personalities match up to their yes, spouses like, of kind of it's similar to the brother dynamic yes exactly like they like yes you marry the right brother yes you marry the right brother yes you marry the right brother <laughs> like it totally makes sense this all tracks absolutely get it get it get yeah. it yeah absolutely <laughs> although like my ranting right now is just that TikTok is ruining music because as much as I love my boys, the fact that they're single is a minute and 59 seconds. There is only one reason for that. And that is fucking TikTok. But it's working because the song is getting viral and all that good stuff. Well, and listen, I, I get it. Listen, you have a got, business. They got babies. They got mortgages, girl. They got to pay the bills. So this is what how the industry works these days. Did but you, also, did you Nick see, Jonas can write a fucking bridge, and I miss that. I know. Did you see their baby, Nick and Priyanka's baby girl? I have not seen this. She was at the uh, Star on Hollywood Boulevard signing mm-hmm. thing and she was a preemie and I preemies are just the cutest babies because <laughs> their heads are a little bit oblong and they look they're just like really skinny <laughs> but they look like older 
than what they are. It's just, and she is so cute. I just want to hold her. I'm just like, she's the teeniest, tiny little pumpkin you've ever seen. Yeah. Aww. It was so Aww. cute. And Priyanka had her like in a little bow and she had a dress and it was the shit. Yeah. It was just really cute. But while it. I'm a little bummed I don't have tickets for them or for Taylor Swift, I am excited tomorrow night I'm seeing um, Taylor Tomlinson, a different Taylor. Oh, but, yay! Um, yay! That yes, is fun! Who, oh, God. If you haven't, for y'all listening, if you haven't seen either Taylor Tomlinson's Netflix stand-up comedy specials, she amazing. is amazing. She's so, yeah, she's so your vibe too, Maddie. Like, yeah. you kind of look like her. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. just tiny. Height. Yeah. And she's funny. So there you go. I so it's going to be a fun to, time. I am trying to convince Nick to go to the Kelsey Ballerini. Like, she's going to be in Minneapolis for one night. I think I like her divorce album a lot. Enough to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for Kelly Clarkson's divorce album. Because there's just something... <laughs> we're sorry about your personal circumstances but at least we're getting some great music like it makes me so sad that she's divorced because she wrote that great song i know i know and then he sucked and you know so like but that whole song was supposed to be about him not sucking that he bled her dry. I know. And and I didn't realize it's a legacy because his dad apparently also sucked. And then when um, divorced from Reba, that he took a ton of Reba's money. And so, see, it's just a generation of shitty men. They all need to listen to Kelsey because she sings about him taking half. Yep. Like, yep, that's what happens. Get a prenup. Sorry. I'm sad. Yeah. Anyways. So there okay. we go. So we will be back next week. All right. Kind of <laughs> get a prenup. I don't know how Taylor Swift to divorce us. I love us. Okay. <laughs> Bye, girl. It kind of works, but like. It's fine. Taylor it's, may it's, be married, maybe not. In retrospect, if Taylor ever had a divorce album, it would just. No, I always like. Shatter us okay, all. I don't want them to get married if they're just going to get divorced someday. That's how passionately I feel about this coupling. Also, yeah, they're the best. Also, like. I, I don't think I can handle it if there's a wedding dress somewhere and I'm never going to see it. Like, You're never going to see it. I, it breaks my heart a little bit. So I'm just going to like keep my delus- delusional that they're just going to be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and date forever. Which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. That's it. All right. Bye, <laughs> Bye ladies. Bye. Bye.